tension no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Tonight, I want to speak with you on the life of a, a man we all know. Um, he's actually known as the father of faith. And um, these Tuesdays, I'm believing God to talk more about him, about Abraham, so that we can learn of him and walk as God wants us to walk with him. Bible says that he called him alone. And that we should look out to the rock where we were healed. That he called him alone. And he blessed him. And out of him we also have our blessings. I want us to look at two major scriptures. This evening. And I will start whatever I want to share with you. First of all I want us to open to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 from verse number 1. Genesis. The book of Genesis chapter 12. From verse number one. If you know anything about Abraham. Abraham has a father. He comes actually from Africa. Um, and then they all dwell together. They were more or less like pagans. Because they were, they, the God that they got to know of was not the God of Yahweh. Israel was a peculiar nation that God created out of, out of Abraham. Are you there with me? So after the fall and the challenge and everything... Everybody was trying to find his own way and what to do and all. And God who created everything and he moved on gradually was trying to fix everything together. You know of the Noah's Ark and the flood and everything. So it's, it's one challenge or the other. And then it, it becomes a problem, but God was still trying to find a way to structure the error that has occurred in the garden and gradually trying to work it towards Christ Jesus which was the tree in the center of the garden and which the cherubims have to guide until the total and finality of revelations unto us. Okay? And so he decided to use men to be able to be building it gradually and leading us towards a particular point. And so you see the Noahs, you see the Enochs, you see all those people coming in and, and all that. But around this time, a major thing has happened um, where the Tower of Babel has collapsed. I mean, people came together and said they were building a whole tower, a city to reach up to God in the heavens. And after they have done everything, God himself looked down and said, look, these guys were together and I can't leave them to continue because if I leave them, whatever they determine to achieve, they will achieve it. So here God has confused their language and God scattered them now. Um, whatever language one says, one will not understand. That is the birth of, of languages. Um, in Acts chapter 12, God restore the unity of language. That is why the disciples were speaking and people can hear the language by which they are speaking. That is the unification of language or the unification of people. That's what took place. That's why the church is a place of unity. It's a body of unity, the body of Christ. Are you there with me? In, 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 in Tower of Babylon, he scattered us. But in art, he guarded us. 
are you here that will be somebody? So now you find in the house of the Lord, you find different tongues and languages. But we are able to dwell together and understand each other in worship. Different cultures, different understanding, but we are together to be able to celebrate and to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. That is the essence of Pentecost, the bringing together of all languages and all tongues so that we can worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is where humanity became one. Are you there with me? So, here with all this challenge and the confusion and all those things, a generation began to emerge. And out of that generation, we have Nahor, which became Abraham's father. Now, they all decided to have a, a journey um, to move on from wherever they are to a land. Uh, you talk of Terah. Terah begot Abraham, Nahor, and all those things. So, sorry, Terah was the father of Abraham. And then Nahor was the brother of um, Abraham. So, but then his name was not Abraham. His name was Abraham. Amen. Abraham. Abraham simply means a father. That is the meaning. But Abraham became a father of many nations. That is the, because God wanted to transform him to receive because before God gives you the prophecy he will change you into the fulfillment of the prophecy can I say it again before God gives you something he will change you into the fulfillment of the prophecy that is why you are poor and God says you are rich he changes you your mindset to think as a rich person before wealth comes to you so prophecy actually tells you of your future and who you are going to be when you are not yet there so you work or you walk into it. Are you there with me? So God speaks to you and tells you, you are going to be great. You are going to be this. You are going to be that. As at the time he's speaking to you, you don't even know your left from your right. A story was shared about Dangote. How many of you have heard about him? The richest man in Africa. He is, is top also in the world. Now, it was said that when he was growing up, one of his passion was to do business. So even through school and everything, that's what he, he loves to do. So he started doing it even when he was school, small, small selling and all those things. But eventually went out of school. Then when he finished, he decided to go into serious trading. One day he was traveling to Lagos. And then the flight in which they were on board, um, the flight was full coming to Lagos to move. And then the late Archbishop Bensi Idahosa had visitors. And the visitors he had, I think they delayed with their meeting. So they, there was an emergency that came up. And the emergency that came up, the people, instead of the scheduled date for them to, to travel, they have to change to go quickly. Now, there was no flight for them to go. So Archbishop then, by his influence and authority and power, you know, he, they walked to the place and he demanded that the flight that was going to Lagos, because the people have to move from there and get to Lagos and catch up another flight. The flight that was going to Lagos that is already about to take off should be delayed on a tarmac so that he can go and speak to the people. So they delayed the flight and he went on board and spoke to the passengers. That this is a challenge is having, he need two seats. He need two passengers to vacate their seats for his guests so that they can go to Lagos. Everybody, some pretended they were sleeping. Others pretended they were not hearing and they were reading. Then at the back of the flight, two gentlemen got up. And this was Dangote and his assistant then, young guys. So they got up and walked to the archbishop and said, those gentlemen can take their seats. And so he asked him, what do you do? He said, I'm a trader. 
I just do business. I'm a businessman. I'm a trader. I'm into commodities. He said, okay. Then right in the plane, he declared upon his life that he will never ever lack all the days of his life. And that wealth will be like a sun before him. And that he would carry treasures all over and his generation and the world of his success and blessing will never go. And the world will hear and will, the same way he stood up for these people, the world will stand up for him. This was something that was declared over his life and you think it's a joke. But today, he's living the fulfillment of the prophecy. The question is, if you were on that flight, what would you have done? All of us, once upon a time in our life, I mean, if you see us, there was no beauty in us. Words were spoken over our lives. And we believed in that word. And today we are living that word. So it's important for you to know that God will first speak of where you are going to be before he takes you there. He will not take you there until I've spoken concerning it. And whenever he's speaking concerning where he's taking you, there will not be any sign to show that you can be where he wants you to be. Am I talking to somebody here? So it's important for you to know how God works and deals with us. So you don't take his words. That is why in the Jewish custom, sorry, they take words more serious than physical blessings. They take words more serious than physical blessings because they know when you pronounce it on a person's life, the person lives into it. That is why when Jacob received the blessing and Esau came, Jesus said, Lali, I will not let you go, Father. Whether you are spoken or not, I need still my portion of the blessing. Because I don't see why Esau should fight for anything. Jacob never took anything from the house, did he? No, he just received a blessing from your father. But the father's cat, in fact, even a servant in the father's house was rich. Hello? Was rich, was, has money. So, Esau coming back and Jacob have taken the blessing. He would have said, fine, go away. Because he's the firstborn. And so he's living in the house. He's going to enjoy all the money, all the cattle, all the fame of the father and everything. But the guy said, no, 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 no. I need you still to bless me also. And if you know anything, when the Lord, the father pronounced a blessing on him afterwards, when he was meeting his brother, the guy did not lack anything. He has everything. And the brother Jacob rather have to bow down to him and call him my Lord. So it's important for you to know that words of authority are critical. And like I'm saying, Abraham moved on and his father, Terah, at a certain point died on the way because they were going towards a certain point. But they couldn't get there. They settled in Haran. And then they died. Theological um, scholars say that one of the, the sons of Terah was Haran. And actually when he got there, um, Haran died and out of the pain and the sorrow um, to remember the memories of Haran he he'd used the name Haran to name the place and so they settled in Haran and they didn't move on until he, Terah, have to die for Abraham to take over as the father of the place but that is a theological finding you can also check for yourself amen, but they settled in Haran the good thing that they settled in Haran and now, now they're settling in Haran they couldn't proceed on further to Canaan because Canaan was the target place that the father was going. Those days, they are migrants because of the cattle, and, uh, sorry, because of the sheep and all those things. They, they, if you see the Fulanis, they travel a lot. So we call them nomadic uh, people because they always have to move towards a place of pasture 
where the place is greener. So when the ships feed in a place to a time and the place gets dry, they have to move on to another place to go and look for water and look for food, which is the green pastures. So they are always moving from one point to the other. That is how it is like. So it was part of that, but he got to a point and he settled in Haran. Now in Genesis chapter 12, now God came into the scene. Because God will always identify a man in the midst of a family. Can I say it again? God will always identify a man in the midst of a family. And he will pick him. And when he picks that man, he begins to work around the man so that everybody will be connected to that flow and have the identity. God has not called a multitude. He calls a man. Write it down. God does not call a multitude. He calls a man. That is why if you come to talent and gifting, there are people who are so gifted and talented than others because of what God wants to do with their life. Amen. If you talk of all the great businesses or companies in the world, it always gets a man and builds a concept around the person and others plug into it and they also get on going. That is how it starts. Just like when you come to the river, God will start first with a source. And if you look at the source of a river, a big river, the source is always small. The Amazon River that you can think of. In fact, when they show you the source of the Amazon River, you will doubt it. Because it doesn't have any significance. Every major and a big river starts from somewhere little. That is how God does his things. He picks an insignificant thing and magnifies it. So the only thing that you need to do is to make yourself available. That is all. Tell somebody, make yourself available. That is why in life you don't need to fight because God knows you. He picks you as insignificant and he he creates significance around you. That is all. Amen. So he said, now the Lord has said to Abraham, that is from verse 1. He said, now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abraham took Sariah his wife and Lot his brother's son. And all their possessions that they had guarded. And the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abraham passed through the land of the place of Sechem. As far as the terrible tree of Mary. And the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to, said, to your descendants. I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there. To the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abraham journeyed, going on still toward the south. It was out of this journey that he landed himself in Egypt. That he needs to tell a lie and all that. You know the story. I don't want to go into it. The whole picture here, I'll move on to the next scripture, but I just want to give you a summary of what I've just read. Follow me closely. I'm teaching you on how to obtain your promise. On how to obtain your promise. This message continues after the break. 
from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250420 277-250420 or plus 233-249-393361 Email us revismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. You would say to yourself that God has spoken or said certain things about my life. I have heard prophetic words. I have prayed. I have seen visions. I have received things. I recorded a lot in a book. I have everything. It's good. But how do you achieve these things? How do you accomplish the words spoken over your life? Remember, Joseph had dreams and saw the star, the moon, and everything bowing down to him. He saw the chefs of his brothers bowing down. Very fantastic dream. But this dream was not in its actualized state. It was in its conception state. Are you there with me? Now, if Joseph would have rushed it, he would have aborted it. A lot of people have aborted their promises because they did not understand the transitions. When to conceive when to brood over, and when to give birth. Remember, I started by saying that God will first speak about your greatness. But you are not great. (laughs) Am I talking to somebody here? So God will always speak of your future. A lot of people have heard brilliant things about their future, but they were not able to live to fulfill it because they did not understand the transition. That is, how, that is how dangerous it is to walk with God. That is how dangerous to, it is for God to shape your destiny and shape your purpose as far as your assignment of life is concerned. If you don't take time, it will blow your head and you miss it. So Joseph saw these things and Joseph even went speaking to his family and his family have no clue what God is doing as far as his life is concerned. There are sometimes... In the, in, the, in the process of you obtaining your promise, we have what you call the incubation period. Say with me, the incubation period. Say the incubation period. The incubation period simply is the period where you brood upon whatever you have had and you are silent over it and you don't talk about it. There are a lot of things God will reveal to you. There are a lot of things God will say to you. There are a lot of things you will see. Some of them you will even think, how is it going to be possible? Because if you look at your age and you look at what God is saying to you and what God is revealing to you, both in dreams and in visions, through prophetic word, through Bible study and everything, you will sit down and be analyzing the things. How can this thing be achieved? If you are not careful, you begin opening your mouth and begin talking to everybody. So you meet everybody and say, hey, the last time I have dreamed, God was telling me this and that and that. God was saying this, God was saying that about my life and everything. And if you don't take that, because there is what we call dream killers. Say dream killers. Write it down. Say dream killers. 
Now, the speciality of the dream killers is to hear where God is taking you to for them to block it. A lot of businesses have died because people were not able to incubate the whole idea. So they got the concept, they got the idea, and out of excitement, they begin sharing it. And somebody hijacks the whole concept. And because they have the money, they implement it. And the next time, the same the idea you have, somebody is using it. It has happened to so many people. To obtain the promise of God for your life, you just have to understand the transitions. Say the transitions. Say the transitions. So it's important for you to know anytime God is speaking, at the point where he's speaking to you, you are not significant. Get it right. It is not possible. It doesn't make sense. So sometimes if you don't take time, you need, you, you, you think you have to share with people to, to help you and to understand it better. And out of your excitement, you lose it. And sometimes you will not even find God coming in again. Because before God will entrust anything into your hands, he will first test you and prove you. Hello. Am I talking to somebody? It's very, very critical for you to understand. There is, if you read scripture, Bible says that it says, in your quietness shall your strength be. There are a lot of things you will know, but you speak only of few. People look at me, I, 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 People think I talk. I don't talk. I only talk when I'm doing my business. Which is the business of the Lord. To preach. But I can be very boring. If you're around me. I brood more than what I speak. It's important. So if you want to obtain your promise... Get certain things right. It says now, the word now means suggest a moment. Say moment. Are you following what I'm teaching? Are you being blessed? Okay. The word now denotes a moment. And in Genesis 12, it said now the Lord. Now the Lord. Now the Lord. Now the Lord. What it simply means is that there is always a particular time there is a moment where God defines your destiny. When God defines your destiny. It is very crucial. A lot of people have missed that particular moment of their life. They miss that particular moment. Some grow old before they realize that ah, I missed this particular moment. Some see it also but they are not able to work with it. Others also hear of it, but they don't believe it is possible. There is always a now moment that brings you, that God defines the roadmap for your life. Because when he created all of us, he first, Bible says in the class, he said he has put eternity in our hearts. So it is not revealed. Are you there with me? It's not revealed. It is covered. But when we are born into the world, there is always a particular time where he encounters us and shows us the line or the direction he's taking us. It is always all of us that are sitting down under the sound of Baba. You had, you've had your now moment, but you didn't know. Your now moment could have even happened when you were walking. You met a man, he just called you and said, Come to me. 
Young boy, what's your name? He said, he said, I see this thing about your life and everything. It was your nine moment. You didn't know. It's an angel who encountered you. Maybe you were young. You were going to church with your parents and a pastor came to preach and look, I said, take care of this guy. This child, your child is going to be this. It was a nine moment. But you never, either your parents never take it, took it serious. They didn't know. They just forgot about it. And today, you are struggling to find your feet because somebody got your now moment and you know, either when you were born, somebody was there and saw the baby or during the naming. He said, look, this child is going to be, people take it for granted. It's your now moment. Some, you encountered your now moment even when you are, you've grown up now. It will be through prophetic ministry or whatever it is or through a dream, you encounter God in your now moment. But you didn't even record it. You didn't even write it. You didn't even take it serious. But it was your now moment. Everybody's now moment is what shapes your destiny. If you don't get your now moment, you walk on earth and you will never be satisfied. Tell somebody that's your now moment. <laughs> very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastdagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.